Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are sponsored by our the best sponsor, right? Leap Spirits. Leap Spirits. It's awesome. And today we're making a drink. Wags, you are the master of the drink. So what are you making for us today? Today we're making a Leapin Greyhound. And so this is a really very basic drink. Of course, we're going to start with our Leap Spirits vodka. One and a half ounces in each drink. And Dane, this is so easy, you can do this at home, um, either using a tumbler or a highball glass. And then next we're just going to get some grapefruit juice. Great. Fill that most of the way. Wait, I love this. This is looking really good. Absolutely. And then just a splash of cranberry juice. Ooh. Wisconsin's finest cranberry juice. Absolutely. And then we're going to garnish with some grapefruit slices. Look at this. And we're all set to go. Cheers. Cheers, go Paco. Go Paco. Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with you. Good luck. Only thing I will... Good evening. Uh, I, th- welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always here on a Thursday evening is Dane as we head into our week six preview against another AFC East foe in the New York Jets. And uh, Dane, I just got to say, I am ready to look forward to putting last week behind us. We had some therapy on Monday. But um, how are you doing tonight as we look ahead here to another opponent here in week six? Wags, it's been a long week. It's been a long few days. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's, uh, yeah, let's get let's get off the schneid. We, you know what? We, we lost against the uh, one New York team. It'd be really nice to take care of business against another one. Uh, somebody on our Instagram today said, um, you know, Packers get a little bit of home cooking now. That'd be nice. Be nice to go back to Lambeau Field and take care of business. So um, I'm optimistic going into this week, and uh, I'd really like to see more out of the Packers. And let's see if we can right the ship a little bit. Let's see if um, if we can you know start to shake things up and uh, go get a victory at home. Yeah, for sure. So I think as we usually do, let's start with the injury report. And then again, uh, recording live here on Thursday evening. So. Um, it was a pretty good week uh, for the most part, aside from uh, Christian Watson getting hurt in the game. It doesn't look like he's practiced at all this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I think most of the guys look like they should be pretty much good to go. We've got some other guys certainly listed on the injury report. Uh, not quite sure. Um, Mercedes Lewis uh, had some veteran rest as the listed reason for not practicing Mm -hmm. yesterday, did not practice again today. But um, I I think it's really just Christian Watson right now on the Packers side. Um, And unfortunately, I don't know how much of an impact I can say that is, Dane, considering that he just hasn't been involved in the passing game at all this whole season. Uh, we would we kept thinking that this would be the week, this will be the week, and I know he scored a touchdown a couple of weeks ago, but it's really just been kind of the end around. As a receiver, he hasn't really done much of anything. 
so um, I, uh, that said, uh, it's not a welcome development uh, when your uh, downfield speed threat um, is injured again. And um, it, it looks like I, I think it'd be pretty optimistic to think he gets out there. So we'll see if he practices tomorrow. But two DNPs, I, I don't think he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, this has been a problem in training camp, too. He's had kind of that soft tissue injury issue. And, Wakes, you pointed it out um, previously that he had some of these issues, I believe, in college as well. So something that we need to keep an eye on with Christian Watson now. And uh, I'll tell you what, we've said it before, I'll say it again. These soft tissue injuries are just so tough to predict because, um, unlike a bone or something else, when we start talking about soft tissue you think you're good, you think you're good, and then all of a sudden you're not good again. You know, you feel a little bit of a pinch or a bite, and then you're out for another couple weeks, and these can really be nagging injuries. Um, Tough to see. We want to see this young guy uh, make an impact. I have high hopes for him, so I'd really like to see him do a little bit more. Um, But, you know, he's got to be able to get on the field at a certain point. Uh, So I think you're right. Let's assume that we are not going to get Christian Watson um, back this week, and we're just going to have to go without him. We're going to go with some of the other guys on this roster. And um, I'll tell you what, against the Jets, I hope that we don't need somebody like a Christian Watson. We should be able to exploit them anyway. I know they're 3-2 and record, but Wags... On paper, the Packers are just a superior football team, and now we just have to go out and prove it. Yeah, uh, well, let's and that's, talk a little and that's bit hard about to that. do. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk a little bit about that because we've been saying that for a few weeks now, and even though last week was uh, the first loss since week one, uh, yeah. we haven't exactly looked like a superior team to anyone we've played sure. so far this season. Uh, so, uh, what it, what is it going to take, Dane? And this we don't need to recap our, our, our pity party from Monday, but uh, <laughs> I, I, in all honesty, I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you think is going to be the biggest thing that you're going to be looking for? Is it on all phases? Um, are you looking for some type of progression from either the offense and or the defense? But what, what, what are you going to deem a successful um, turnaround to the degree that you're going to feel a lot more confident but what the Packers are doing moving forward. Certainly, we expect them to perform well enough. To, to This is a team we should beat. Uh, but it could be a close game. They could play. They could win ugly again, and that wouldn't necessarily make me feel better about the Packers and that they've resolved anything moving forward. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a great question to ask, right? Because, you know, candidly, there's a lot of things to look at, right, that, that could improve, that could make this team – um, better. So I guess the, the question becomes, what, what kind of markers are we looking at, right? That, that we, we consider um, an improvement outside of the box score, I guess I should say. And I'll tell you what, I think that this is a broad statement, but I'd like to see a more aggressive defense. I'd like to see the defense be more aggressive, um, what, whatever that looks like. But really, that's probably falling more on Joe Barry and the coaching staff. Uh, than it is the players. I'd like to see um, them uh, try to apply more pressure to the quarterback. I'd like them to let their playmakers be a little bit more playmakers. Maybe Jair Alexander not sitting back in zone coverage as much. I want to see this defense go get after it a little bit more. Um, So maybe less on the player front uh, and, and more on the scheme front. I'd like to see this Packers defense attack because I think we have the guys on this roster to do it. Um, and I'll be curious to see Joe Barry today uh, talking to the media sounded like, you know, he's saying the things we want to hear, but now they've got 
Chicago and do it. And I want to see them do it this week against the Jets. Yeah, yeah. The proof will be in the pudding. Yes. But I agree with you. I, I think to me it's the defense. Uh, the offense, I've got my own concerns with the offense. But I think as long as offensively they can just stop losing the identity that we talked about, that this is an Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon engine offensively. Um, maybe they can lean more into some of their tight ends in the pass game. And just I, 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 that's pretty pretty hard to ask Aaron Rodgers to kind of limit what he's going to do. I, I do understand that. But I, I think we need to start somewhere offensively. And, and I agree with what you said defensively. But what I'd like to see is let's start somewhere offensively. Let's build that consistent identity. You know, there's been very few situations where I felt like as long as we're consistently running the football um, through the series, through the quarter, through the half, and through all four quarters, that the offense hasn't been mostly pretty productive. So I'd like to just start there. And then, you know, some of these other things can come uh, on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. I, I know as fans, we're very impatient to see uh, everything <laughs> click and the beautiful, like, downfield passing uh, attack that, that we've come to get accustomed to. But um, I, as long as they can just lean into the identity and mm. and really feel like they're in a rhythm and not shooting themselves in a the foot from quarter to quarter, from series to series, uh, I'll be okay with whatever we do offensively. Look, if we're putting up 25 points uh, or more uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I, I don't think that's going to be our main issue this season. Mm. Um, so uh, so I, I think that in a roundabout way, I'm coming back to what you said on the defensive side of the ball. Um, can we get more aggressive? Can we force the issue of the opponents offensively a little bit and, um, and, and unleash some of this talent that we know we have on the defensive side of the ball? And Wags, um, so I want to make sure we give credit where credit's due. Jacob Morley uh, from the Packer Report 66, he's a staff writer over there. He tweeted, and he's also on the Pack-A-Day podcast, uh, tweeted out um, today that Zach Wilson, the quarterback for the New York Jets, has a completion percentage of 18.8% when under pressure. That's the lowest in the NFL. If we're not applying pressure this week, uh, um, uh, against uh, Zach Wilson, second-year quarterback. I don't know when we do it, right? With When I see those numbers, we should be smothering him, and we have the guys to do it. Our pass rush has not really been the issue this year. Rashawn Gary's been phenomenal. Preston Smith's been very, very good. We need to bring the house, though. I want to bring some guys. I want to make this quarterback uncomfortable early and often, especially with the home crowd at Lambeau Field. If we don't do it this week, I don't know when it happens with Joe Barry. I just don't. Yeah, and I mean technically they're they're bringing five guys a lot because you've got three down D linemen and yep. your two outside linebackers. So, but that's not blitzing. They're not, not really blitzing. like running a lot of stunts. They're not moving Rashawn Gary around and you know having he and Kenny Clark kind of uh, show some different stunts and some different looks. Um, you know, you're not uh, allowing Preston Smith, uh, who I think can do some different things other than just kind of just come around the edge. And I, I mean, these, these are just basic things that we expect that you know, the defensive coordinator is going to be dialing up. Um, even if you're not bringing a safety or a cornerback blitz, you know, every other play. We're, we don't need to all of a sudden turn into 
you know, this heavy blitzing team. I'm just talking about giving some different looks, not just giving the same vanilla, um, you know, alignment every yes. time, um, mixing up some of the coverages. Let's play a little bit more man coverage. We we don't need to all of a sudden flip the switch and go, you know, 80% man coverage, but we've got the guys on the outside mm-hmm. in the cornerback group uh, that uh, let's take some risks. Let's take some chances. If the other team, you know, makes you pay every once in a while, so be it. I think it's going to be something that'll benefit the defense more often than it'll hurt us. Uh, so I, I am 100% in your uh, boat with that one, Dane. But um, what what do you think is is going to take for Coach Barry to do it? Because uh, it it's bothers me a little bit that if even if it happened, is it like oh is he you know bending to the pressure of, right. of his players, the you know the other coaching coaches staff, the, certainly probably not the fans, but even I hope so, not. like what, I what hope not, man. You know, that's the old saying, right, is if you start listening to the fans, you become one. Uh, So he hopefully it's more internal and maybe he's seeing something on tape. But I I agree. I'm concerned if, you know, he's not seeing this himself, Wags. And I I will say I'm encouraged by um, he did make mention of Razul Douglas. Um, You know, he's been in the slot and it sounds like, you know, potentially he might be working towards uh, Razul getting back on the outside, which could free up somebody else to play the slot, um, including Jair Alexander or Darnell Savage. I love the idea of seeing Darnell Savage get at least some looks in that slot. We talked about it last week in our podcast about maybe getting him mixed in, doing some other things, getting closer to the line of scrimmage. What better way? Savage played a ton of slot snaps in college. He was highly effective there. There's a reason he was drafted in the first round. I love the idea of letting Savage at least get a crack at playing some slot snaps, even if it's not primarily there, just to give different looks, get him active, get him working in this defense. That's something I would really like to see going forward. Yep, absolutely. So um, just to take a peek and sort of wrap up the injury discussion on the Jets side, they're looking really very healthy as well. So um, not really any impact injuries coming into this matchup. Um, so Dane, let's, let's dive into it. Why don't we stick with the defense? Yeah, um, let's do it. That seems to be kind of where we're starting uh, this week. Uh, what, what to you are some of the biggest uh, matchups when you look at the Jets offense versus this Packers defense? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, you know, Zach Wilson, this is a running team with, with, um, with, um, Zach Wilson at quarterback. Um, it's Brees Hall. They've got Michael Carter as well, but really it's, it's the Brees Hall show. Uh, the rookie talented running back. He's coming on, uh, now getting his legs under him at the NFL level, but he's dangerous. He's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got very good hands, but he's also a very, very strong runner. I think he's going to be a guy that's talked about in the years to come as one of those top line running backs. I think he is that good. Um, right now he's battling with an offensive line. That's maybe not top tier, quarterback play is certainly not top tier um so you know but he's a talented back and i think that that's what the packers really are going to focus on uh, taking that away if you can take Hall early in this game and make make wilson have to sit back there in the pocket i just don't think the jets have a chance so i would focus early and often on hall and, and try to make wilson beat you obviously last week the packers had some challenges getting off the field in third down against a, a, a giants team but i still want to see 
Casey this week yet again. Try to make it the quarterback game, sitting there in the pocket trying to beat the Packers. So take away Brees Hall. He's the guy that I'm most worried about. And I'm curious, yeah, on, on your end, I mean, is, do you see it as a Brees Hall deal? I I know that the, the Jets spent a high-round pick on Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, and Elijah Witter, a couple other guys with some NFL experience. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, do you think Brees Hall is really that guy we need to be paying attention to? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think the one thing that I will say uh, in Brees Hall, 197 all-purpose yards last week, 100 yeah. receiving and, and 97 on the ground. Um I think Michael Carter, his snap count has really been going down as Brees Hall has gotten more work. But, you know, that's a pretty solid, talented one-two tandem. So even if we don't see a ton of Carter, I think he'll be out there in the red zone. And he seems to be the guy in the short yardage situations that gets a few more looks as well. And that's been an area where I think the Packers need to improve and against a run game overall in general but in those short yardage situations um or in running down situations uh, the Packers just haven't been very good um they they need to force more third downs uh, against this Jets offense because uh as you said uh when you're looking at a guy uh as as up and down as Zach Wilson has been mm-hmm. in, in his early career, he's going to take some shots. He's going to take some chances, especially in an opponent, uh, a game like this at Lambeau Field. We saw him come in last year uh, uh, as a rookie in the preseason. Uh, and he, you know, I know it's a preseason, but he's going to take some downfield shots as well. So don't kid yourselves. Uh, the Jets have, I don't think, again, a super um, – productive wide receiver core in terms of what they've done historically, but they've got some talent there. As yeah. you said, with Garrett Wilson, first round pick, uh, they've got a lot of speed there. Corey Davis um, can definitely stretch the field. So uh, if, if you give him time to throw, then all of a sudden this turns into a problem again, because uh, it, it, we've seen it the last few weeks uh, against uh, quarterbacks that should be struggling against pressure. They're getting time to throw. They've got a good running game going. So you get a little bit of rhythm and all of a sudden um, in this Packers soft zone look that they've been throwing out there, uh, you, you can get a rhythm passing the ball too. So that's exactly what they can't allow to happen. Um, so it, it's not as easy as just saying, okay, we had to take away Brees Hall, but it definitely mm-hmm. starts there, Dane. And um, I think the Packers, to me, even if he is getting three, four yards to carry, if we can get into some third downs, uh, let's get even in third, four, third, and five. Uh, I think that's going to be a situation where we can win a higher percentage of those than we lose. And um, hopefully those are going to be the money downs where we can perhaps force some turnovers this week as well, which has been an area that we've been lacking the last couple of weeks as well. Wags, David in our chat says, uh, did Joe Barry get possessed by Dom Capers? I mean, it is Halloween month. Um, it's funny, uh, David, we, we actually, and our, our friends and I have a Packer chat. We were talking a little about about the, the, the comparisons between them as well. Um, Wags, how do we get Barry back on uh, the good graces? Uh, I thought last year I was really excited about what he did um, with, with some injured guys out there. They still were really competitive defensively so um do you think that it starts and ends with them being aggressive more creative more unpredictable all of the above i mean what are we looking at here 
it's all of the above, man. Don't you think? Like yeah. it's and it's it's he just has to realize he's not dealing with a short deck like he had last year with all the injuries that we had on the defensive side of the ball. He he's got a full deck to work with, you know, and so there's no reason to be playing so conservatively. Um, so it, get creative, take some risk, allow some of these guys to be those true playmakers, like you said earlier. And I, I think that's what can unlock what this defense could turn into. There's still a long way to go. So um, it hasn't been great. But the one thing I will say is defenses can get better over the course of a season. Um, and so I, I think it starts this week. Uh, I want to see some progression. I want to see um, something that's that really just looks and feels a little bit different than what we've been seeing. Um, but, Dane, uh, to me, it's got to be the defensive line to start setting the tone. And uh, I, I, that's been more weeks than not outside of Kenny Clark. And I thought T.J. Slayton played and, fire, and fired last week. We just haven't, as a entire unit, gotten the level of play from the defensive line that I was hoping that we would see this season. Um, so it, this has got to be the week where they just, I think they've just got to um, uh, collectively just step up their game. I, I, I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, been really disappointed in Dean Lowry so far this season. I, I don't think he's been playing very impactful football at all. Um, so do you think this could be the start? of a situation where maybe his snapshot starts to go down if some of these other younger guys in TJ Slayton and maybe if Devontae Wyatt um, shows that he can, uh, you know, be uh, someone that can go in and get a few extra snaps. Um, is it time to start looking at, at those other options? Uh, because we kind of know what we've got with Dean Lowry. And yeah. uh, just quite honestly, he's been part of some really bad run defenses. Um, and he's had, I thought, a one of his better seasons last year, uh, but just been pretty invisible so far yeah. this year. And I, I just don't see what, what it benefits um, when you're looking at a lame duck type of player in Dean Lowry. Uh, let's get some of these young guys some run and see what we have uh, in yeah. my opinion, or, or is there some other, you know, um, are there some other things that, you know, that coach Barry could do to press some buttons as well? Well, I think that's a, that's a primary one right there. Dean was a guy who, I thought could be a surprise cut after training camp, uh, just based on his salary. Um, Jerron Reed's played really well, I thought, the last couple of weeks. He's really come on after a little bit of a slow start the first couple of weeks in the year. Obviously, Kenny Clark's been phenomenal, but TJ Slayton, um, especially after last week, has got to get He's earning snaps. There's no doubt about it. And and we'll see. Uh, obviously, we mentioned the Christian Watson injury up front. Devontae Wyatt was also injured last week. He was not able to go. Um, so wouldn't be surprised if he's unable to go again, Wags. I could also see the Packers calling up somebody like a Jack Heflin or, or, or a Slayton, uh, um, Chris Slayton, because, you know, either one of those guys could theoretically get called up from the practice squad and get some snaps as well, right? I mean, I, I, I Jack Heflin played so well in preseason. Um, if they're trying to limit the load a little bit and they want to throw a fifth guy out there, if Wyatt's unable to go, wouldn't be surprised to see Jack get a call up. So, um, yeah, I think that we should see a little bit more of a rotation in that front. But I do think out of everybody on this defense, if anybody's earning more snaps right now that we haven't seen, it's got to be TJ Slayton, who is disruptive on a number of plays last week. So I, I love the idea and wouldn't be surprised if we see that coming into this week. 
Yeah, and, and aside from perhaps Darnold Savage getting some looks in the slot, what are some other ways that you think the Packers might be able to better deploy this safety tandem? You yeah. you had some interesting thoughts and, and insights in our, our last podcast, but uh, it just seems to me like we're 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 not really making best use of those two guys and say what you will about their play their communication i know i've been a little bit critical of of both of them at times this season but um i I just feel like you've got to find a way to get one or both of them more involved uh maybe particularly in some run support Mm -hmm. um and see what that can do to uh improve uh some of the the situations that they found themselves in uh but Dane, I, I asked you, what what are some different things that they might be able to do with those two guys? Yeah, I mean, I really do think that the the most logical and and um, straightforward thing is to move Savage up uh, into that slot, at least for some looks. Uh, Razul Douglas, a, a, at his best, I think, does play the outside. Um, and right now, we're asking both of our safeties, Amos as well, I think, oftentimes to be sitting back and being a little less aggressive than both of them are probably accustomed to being. I think that it's a little more passive defense uh, we're asking out of our safeties, a little bit more um, help. And I think that getting them a little bit more involved in the mix in the run game as well as the pass game would would be extremely helpful. They're both uh, very, very athletic safeties, uh, guys that can kind of range across the field. Adrian Amos in particular is a very good center fielder, but Weggs, he is no slouch against the run either. And just seeing them being able to get inside the box and, and, um, you know, maybe not one of them, um, but both of them at different times uh, interchangeably, I think that they both have the skill set to be able to be a little bit more dynamic than they've been. Uh, So moving them around the field um, in run support, but also in short passing game or man man coverage against the tight end or the running backs would just be, I I think, beneficial overall to the defense. It's going to get them a little bit more mixed in there. And um, those guys, both of them are battlers, you know, and I think, and then I guess my biggest frustration is I think Savage is better than what he's looked like this year. I think that he's underutilized. Um, you know what? He had that that missed tackle last week. That was definitely everybody saw that one. But Wags, the guy can play. The guy, the guy is a, he's faster than a lot of safeties in this league. He's somebody that can play well in coverage. He's aggressive. He's an in your face kind of guy. Having him back in the zone for, for the majority of the plays just. I think it's a misuse of the guy's talent. So getting him into the nickel, even again, I'm saying 20% of the snaps, move him into the nickel, see how he fares. I think that he can get his hands on the ball and do something with it. Yeah, I I know it might sound strange to say, uh, given some of the um, times that we've seen uh, guys get open against us, especially in these crossing routes, uh, that having both Savage and Amos freelance a little bit more uh, it might sound a little bit dangerous just because then it's like oh well then these guys could really get open but here's the thing uh, it adds an unpredictability to the defense and i think that that's part of what's causing some problem is opposing quarterbacks are just too darn comfortable uh, against this defense mm-hmm. and if they don't know where savage uh, and or Amos are going to be most of the time. And they're not getting comfortable that that's just kind of the look that this defense is giving them. Um, 
I, I think that can cause more confusion uh, for the opposing offenses in their passing game. So then they don't necessarily get locked in on their first or second read. And I, I think that could also be a way to allow Savage to, to unleash some of his ball hawking abilities and, and maybe get his hands on the football a couple of more times. Mm-hmm. So yes. as long as we've got the calls and our corners know when they're going to be kind of moving around and, and maybe abdicating deep quarter responsibility, um, then I think we'll be fine. Uh, because in a way, it makes those corners have to think a little bit less, yes. too. Uh, right. They can just go out there, stick with their guy, and they're not wondering, okay, do I got to hand them off and stay in this quarter uh, when we've got, you know, two or three guys, uh, you know, crossing into that portion of the field? It's no, I've got to stick with them. I'm running with them. And uh, meanwhile, you've got Darnell Savage maybe flying underneath and making a big stick or, or making a, a pass deflex- deflection or even getting in an interception. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'd like to see is like, don't be afraid to just have an element of some unpredictability in what those guys are doing. Just like you said, it doesn't have to be on every play, but maybe 10, 15% of the time. And that's not asking too much, in my opinion. Just just give them, uh, put a little bit of faith in these guys. Show that you are confident in their ability. And I think that will give them a little bit more confidence and swagger as well. And so that can kind of manifest itself into playing at a higher level. So um, that's, I think, one of the other things that's missing is just, you know, uh, showing these guys, I believe in you. This is a super talented defense. I'm going to give you a little bit of extra freedom uh, to go out there and prove it as well. Wags, should we pay some bills and then talk about the offense? Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook? Uh, uh, DraftKings, of course, is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, Dane, um, right now they've got some nice deals going on with DraftKings. Um, we're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Man, 200 bucks. That's that's awesome. $5, $200 in free bets. Listen, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Um, you know, you can match up. Uh, there, there's so many awesome upcoming games this Sunday um, that, that you can bet on and use the DraftKings stepped up same game Packers parlay. Jets. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the Packers Jets seems like a great one to me, uh, and hopefully y'all take the Packers uh, and Wags to make things even sweeter. You can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I like this week, Dane? I like the Packers, and I like um, I, I like the over. I, I'm not a big fan of betting overs, but I think this Packer offense is going to respond this week and put Love up some it. points. So uh, that's 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 the one I like a lot. But uh, anyway, folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so Dane, um, I think that 
covers defensively. We said yeah. we we're going to keep this episode a little bit shorter, and we're already over thirty minutes in. But um, let's let's cut over to then real quickly to the offensive side of the ball. Um, biggest matchups that you see, and and um, I, I guess to me, before you answer that question, let me tee this up for you: is the biggest matchup themselves this week? I, that might seem a little bit yeah, ridiculous. We'll get into some of the it just is. actual defensive players because they act, they do have some talented guys, but yes, they do. Um, I, I, for me, this offense is their biggest matchup is themselves. Stop shooting themselves in the foot. Let's see if they, let's see if we can uh, just you know actually run a smooth operation for four quarters. And that doesn't mean four they have quarters. to go out for forty two points. Yeah, yeah. But but what what is the identity? What is what is what can the Packers do to um, have an efficient overall four quarter games on the offensive side of the ball this week in your mind Let, well let's let's find out if if this team um listens to itself i think lafleur now a couple times in the first five weeks has talked about um you know getting the balls in the hands of the playmakers getting the balls in the hands of aaron jones and aj Dillon. um you know twice now they said that it's not acceptable the, the lack of times that they've kind of abandoned the run in certain prime situations. And I would like to see this Packer team stay committed to the run um, uh, this week and, and really try to give one, if one of them, double-digit touches, or, you know, more than double-digit touches, closer to 20 touches, whether it's the hot hand or whether they commit, hey, Aaron Jones is going to get these touches this week or A.J. Dillon, but Wags, I want to see them commit to the run. I want to see them use that hot hand. Um, I don't want to see them arbitrarily having a guy touch the ball if one of the other guys is is clearly cruising. Um, if Aaron Jones is taken off every time he touches the ball this week, keep giving Aaron Jones the ball. Um, that's what I want to see this Packers team do and, and really try to dictate their terms and start to find their personality. That's the exciting thing about this so far is we have an opportunity to find out who we are. Uh, as a Packers team in 2022, and I truly believe success is going to run uh, with this offense, is going to stay on the ground running the football. Um, not that Aaron Rodgers is truly a complimentary piece, but I believe that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are, are the driving engine of this offense this year um, from a talent perspective, and I want to see the Packers run the ball. Aaron Jones, I'd like to see a big week from Aaron Jones in Week 6. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think... To that end, this is a pretty talented Jets secondary. So yeah. I don't know if this is not that Packers shouldn't be able to to, to throw the ball uh, against them, but um, you know I, I think Sauce Gardner is a real deal uh, the yeah. way that he's been playing, um, and they bought in a couple of new safeties. Jordan Whitehead uh, comes over from Tampa Bay. Lamarcus Joyner has been he's a veteran. He's been around the league. Uh, was recently with the Raiders last year. So um, it, two two solid uh, safeties on the back end. In my opinion, veteran guys that uh, have been productive in this league. So uh, it, it, I think to even more that extent of uh, the matchups favor uh, the run over the past this week. So um, Dane, I, I asked you this though, mm-hmm. it's not just about getting touches for those guys running the ball. Um, what can we do to get AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, some, some looks in the past game as well, because we, 
first couple of weeks of the season, A.J. Dillon especially, was pretty heavily involved in the pass game. But both of those guys, the number of targets and, and receptions that they've been able to get has just been dwindling every yeah, single I don't game. understand so, it either. Which doesn't make sense to me at all. And, and, and I think um, we saw a lot less of the pony look, and the, right. there's some uh, advanced stats out there that are saying that, well, that hasn't been the most efficient um, uh, personnel package that they've had, despite those being guys you would think you'd want to get out in the field. So is that about the pony look itself, or is it about how they're being deployed, where they're lining up, where are they being put in motion? Um, you know, uh, how are they being utilized in a short passing game uh, mm-hmm. when you have a, a pass set look? Uh, because, uh, you know, both of them, are, I think, are pretty dangerous receivers. A.J. Dillon pretty underrated as a receiver but when he gets out in the open field he's even more of a load it's it's, it's not all about just running aj Dillon through the tackles right so mm-hmm. um so i asked you what aside from just saying oh we're going to throw the ball to those guys yeah. more um what are some different things uh, that they can do to actually creatively get them some mismatches perhaps um, in the passing game as well well i'll tell you what i'm a little surprised that aaron jones hasn't been used as the motion guy a little bit more uh they, they've been using christian watson a lot so primarily there, like that's one look i thought if we'd see both dylan and jones on the field at the same time i kind of thought they might use aaron jones in that christian watson role i'll be kind of curious to see actually if he's in that role at all this week with watson very likely not going to be able to play um so that's number one just because it gives you a different wrinkle and a different look with a guy who makes his bread and butter running the ball. Um, but um, I look at matchups, Wags. I look at the matchups uh, across the board, and uh, I would really like to see the Packers try to get um, somebody like a Quan Alexander, the uh, the uh, weak side linebacker, even C.J. Mosley, their middle linebacker, isolated in space against A.J. Dillon. I love when the Packers have been able to um, use their athletic offensive linemen to kind of pull around and and lead block for their running backs. And and when we've been able to do that, we've seen a lot of success. And it seemed like last week the Packers kind of went away from that at, at different points in the game when I thought it'd be really effective against a Giants pass rush. They were The Giants were bringing a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers in the second half. I'm really surprised the Packers didn't try to use that to their advantage and let that let that defense come in and then do a dump off you know, and, and, and have those lead blockers in front, kind of the screen pass, bubble screen passes. I'd love to see the Packers try to get after it this week uh, yet again and get some hats on some um, on some defensive bodies, and, and, and particularly with, uh, with Aaron Jones. I'd love to see um, them try to get some isolated matchups because I think against this linebacking core, the New York Jets um, deploy – I think Aaron Jones, one-on-one, can beat any of these guys in the flat. So I want to see us try to uh, take uh, take advantage of that, especially with the Packers not um, being able to utilize the the uh, vertical passing game all that much. If we're going to be throwing the ball short a little bit more, may as well get it to one of their better players in Aaron Jones. Yeah, I completely agree. And, I mean, if you think about it, Aaron Jones is, is a guy that, um, you know, he can just – get that sliver and he he's got seven yards that's that's what he's been doing all season so um so i i i would like to see aj Dillon uh continue to get looks at maybe as a single back and uh, i i think that's a perfect 
little wrinkle that maybe they can get a little bit more of this uh, this week. And it's not about Aaron Jones not still getting running uh, carries, but I think it's it's about just getting him in different looks uh, to that the defense just has to account for him uh, yeah. when he's moving uh, both out of the backfield and out of the slot and wherever he might be at. Uh, that that just puts a lot more stress on the defense. With all respect to Christian Watson, um, I think we saw it last week. Um, it was a little bit predictable uh, when they tried to get on the ball uh, on some of those end around, and it, it just didn't work. It wasn't going anywhere. Uh, I think uh, Aaron Jones can be a little bit more dynamic uh, in some of those looks than than what Christian Watson's been able to be. I, I'd like to see them whenever Christian Watson hopefully is able to go, even if it's not this week. Um, let's focus on making Christian Watson a wide receiver. Um, yes, I don't please. need any more gadget plays. Um, that's that's that should not be his role, uh, and I think it's a misuse and it's frankly a waste of time in my mm-hmm. opinion, in his development. And it's a waste of time in what this offense should be uh, because he's got to be, whether he gets, you know, four targets or, or you know, ten, uh, um, and I, that might be a little bit optimistic, uh, I, we need to get him involved as a downfield receiver. Right. right over the middle. Yeah, spot that, on. We just, yeah. we just haven't seen it because, you know, we're we're having him think about, you know, having to know when to go in motion and all of this right. stuff. And it's just, it's, it's, it's setting him back uh, developmentally. And I think it's setting his offense back quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so maybe this is kind of a, um, a, a silver lining uh, that he's going to be out this week. And perhaps uh, Aaron Jones uh, will kind of solidify uh, that as his role um, in, among other roles, obviously in this offense. Yeah. Wait, I, I just, I'll be blunt. This this team's not going anywhere in the playoffs if Christian Watson isn't developing a little bit as a wide receiver. That's a reality. Um, we need guys to step up. We've seen Romeo Dobbs have some moments, um, and I think that he's going to continue to put it together. In fact, I think the Packers really found a guy in Romeo Dobbs. He's going to be a very, very, very good wide receiver at the National Football League for the Packers. We're going to see a lot of Romeo Dobbs jerseys at Lambeau Field, I think, in the coming years. But Christian Watson needs to step up and have some some moments this year as well, and and not just as a guy running in motion, to your point. We need him to be running routes once he gets healthy. Otherwise, I don't think see this offense um, progressing the way it needs to. So you're absolutely right. Um, and, and, you know, I think looking at the rest of the wide receivers, I want to watch Romeo Dobbs this week. That's the guy I want to see uh, have a day. Um, I want to see him continue to put, put it together. I think if this team's playing four quarters of solid football, Romeo Dobbs is going to have a hand in that. So that's who I'm going to be watching at the wide receiver core uh, closer than anybody. With all due respect to Lazard, Randall Cobb, whoever else is out there, I need Romeo Dobbs to continue to progress this week, and I think that um, he's going to go a big way in this Packers winning the football game on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, one thing that I will say also about this Jets team is they're they're not real strong on the edge, so I think that's uh, another uh, another matchup that the Packers can try to exploit. Uh, perhaps that allows. Uh, some of these uh, tight ends, some more of Tunyon and DeGuara. We've seen the last couple of weeks, both of them get slightly more involved in the pass game, but perhaps they can do a quick chip um, and we don't need to give quite as much help 
in pass protection, mm -hmm. and we can get these tight ends involved. And um, that gives uh, a, a couple more guys out there for this defense to have to account for and a couple more big targets for Aaron Rodgers. So um, I, I think that would be another nice development uh, for this offense is let's let's lean on Robert Tunyon. Um, yep. Why can't he be a tight end that gets eight targets or more a week? I, I, I'm asking, I just know. just really, and that's not meant as a rhetorical question. Um, is there any reason that Bob Tunyon can't be one of our top receiving threats this season? I know he's not going to stretch the field vertically, but maybe he's one of our best receivers yeah. this year. Let's he makes plays. Let's start yeah. treating him like it. Uh, honestly, he he can. Let's give him some volume. Um, so I think you know we keep talking about well the receivers, the receivers, the receivers. Uh, I, I'll I'll say this. I think Bob Tonyan looks terrific. He's looked a lot better um, mm -hmm. than I expected him to coming off that major injury. Yes. And so uh, he, to me, he's someone that I would try to lean on and he should be commanding the football. Um, let's, yeah. let's see if he can become a higher volume receiving threat. Um, and I think this is another good week to, to see if that can happen as well. Any concern about Aaron Rodgers' thumb? He's taped up this today in practice. Um, he's practicing. Um, he's got something on his hand. Um, any concern at all on your end? No, not really. Um, should I be concerned? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I no, just curious. You know, it's it's one of those storylines. But I think he's fine. I think he's going to be good to go on Sunday. Dane, real quickly before we get into our X Factor and score yeah. predictions, you said it uh, before we jumped on. Um, I think we need to talk about Amari Rogers and yeah. special teams. Um, so. I'm just going to give you the floor. What's what's the deal here? Because um, he's this is a situation I've been totally puzzled with. We we saw wholesale changes on special teams and no competition bought in for Amari Rogers as a punt returner uh, during the, the off season or in preseason. And quite honestly, hasn't really inspired a ton of confidence back there for myself, yourself, and most fans. And the fact that he doesn't contribute at all as a wide receiver starts to really make me question what the plan was uh, with Amari Rogers being on this 53-man roster. Uh, so I'm just going to stop talking. Tell me what's going on here, Dane, and what's your read on this situation? Um, and is this a position that um, maybe we see Goody start to get active in free agency and see if we've got some other options out there. I mean, do you remember how different the punt return unit was even with David Moore last year for a few games? Uh, the, the the special teams looked so poor last year across the board. David Moore was kind of like the, the one little shining light for a couple of weeks there. I'm not even sure if he's on the roster right now. Um, so Wags, yeah, I, I don't totally understand it. I, I saw that Sachi, a special teams coordinator today, uh, said that, you know, they're not going to can the guy. He works his rear end off um, and makes good decisions. But, I mean, he also puts the ball on the ground at a pretty alarming clip for a punt returner. Um, so I don't – I hate calling for a guy's job. I really do. But at the end of the day – this is a performance-based position, and I am nervous every single time Amari Rodgers is back there fielding a ball. That's not a good feeling to have. Um, you know, last week he put one out there uh, on the ground again. I just, 
I don't understand it. I know he was a third-round pick. I know it's only in a second year, but I haven't really seen any significant improvement from Amari Rodgers from year one to year two. I haven't seen any leap at all. Um, I've got to think that Goody should be looking to upgrade. Goody's been phenomenal at upgrading the roster over his time as a general manager. He's been able to tinker and find low-cost guys to come in here and be big-time impact players. Um, One position that has escaped them so far has been the return game. Um, I'm all for looking to improve this team wherever we can, but particularly at this point, the punt return unit. Um, He was even isolated, Amari Rogers, from kick return. Last week, Christian Watson was turning kicks. Um, So really, at this point, Amari Rodgers, now I think he's returning kicks again because of Christian Watson's injury, but Amari Rodgers, for all intents and purposes, is a punt returner, and that's it. He returns punts, and and frankly, not that great right now. So I'm not there with it, and I would like to see an improvement. Again, hate calling for the guy's job, but I just... I haven't seen the improvement we need, and I don't see the building blocks where I think it's going to get better anytime soon, and the Packers need an immediate impact at this position. Well, that's what's puzzling, because I don't see an in-house option. Do you? No, not return Because they didn't, and they didn't give anyone any real opportunities in the preseason, so to, to get some looks and, and see if anyone else could, take, could grab that job and, and run with it, mm-hmm. uh, so... I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, they're going to have to be active if they actually want to make a change. Uh, but to your point, with Christian Watson returning kicks last week, Pisaccia um, might publicly back a Rodgers, but I think that action says a lot. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if he's losing those opportunities, that doesn't happen without reason. So uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that, and I, I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe some workouts, and, and, and let's see if, if something happens on that front. I don't think it's anything imminent, but um, they're playing with fire a little bit. And I'll tell you what, I think the uh, coverage protection has been pretty good. Yeah, Amari Rogers, I, 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 I don't, there's been quite a few opportunities this year where it's like, oh, they actually had time to make a return. Um so I would like to see someone that's a little bit more dynamic in that role back there, to your point, and, and see what they might be able to do with it. Because mm-hmm. I think the blocking's been pretty good, and I think that we've actually had some situations where uh, it's like, oh, we, we, we actually had an opportunity to, to make a return right there. Uh, so yeah. um, so I, I'm definitely keeping my eye on that. Special teams has been a, a much welcomed improvement so far this year, but that's, I think, one area where we could certainly upgrade this roster. Yeah, special teams have looked a lot better. Now we just need the offense, the defense. We'll be clicking on all cylinders, Wags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Dan, let's get into our Leap Spirits X-Factors yeah. of the week. And um, I, I think just like we started with the defense in the matchups discussion, yeah. why don't we start on the defensive side of the ball, Dane? Um, who are you circling here? I, I will let you go first this week. Who are you circling as your potential Leap Spirits X-Factor on the defensive side of the ball? I talked about him all day, so I'm going to talk about him again, Darnell Savage Jr. I think they're going to give him more responsibility this week, and I want to see it. So um, I'll keep it short and sweet. I've already talked about why I think he should be out there. So Darnell Savage Jr. is going to be my X factor. I think he's going to um, he's going to ball out a little bit, bounce back performance. 
Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Devontae Campbell. Yeah. Um, he might be a little higher on the star list uh, to be considered an X factor, but I, I don't know. He has been a little bit quieter overall this season uh, than he was much of last year. And I don't, I'm not saying that like I'm totally disappointed in, in his play. I, I think our defensive line has to be better. Um, but I'd like to see Devonder Campbell as another one of those guys that can be unleashed a little bit. We talked about those safeties and Darnell Savage. Uh, to a lesser degree, I think Darnell Savage is a guy that we could uh, utilize uh, to move around and rove and maybe bring in some pressures and uh, bring him up the middle a little bit. Um, he's long, he's fast, he closes, um, and I, I just think that he can cause some problems if we're willing to use them that way. Uh, I, I'm comfortable enough what I've seen from Quay Walker that mm-hmm. I don't really feel like we need to have Devontae Campbell back there as a safety valve. Um, let's let's see if we can unleash him a little bit this week as well. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Devontae Campbell as the X Factor this week. I'm- I love it, Wags, and that's the theme, right? Is let's, play, let's, let's stop being safe. Let's try to stop trying to protect guys, including Walker, right, who's played really well, I think, in his first five games. Let these guys rip a little bit. Um, you know, Let's take the, the training wheels off. I believe in these guys. That's why they were drafted. That's why they're in Green Bay. Um, let's move to the offensive side, Wags. Um, let you go first on this one. Who you got as your X yeah, Factor for, uh, for the uh, Leap Vodka X Factor of the Week? Emphatically, A.J. Dillon. I, I think he's had a, a quiet few weeks. I think this is a get-right game for A.J. Dillon, and, and that's not going to take away from what Aaron Jones should be this week. I think Aaron Jones, I'm hoping he gets over 20 touches for once this week. But I think A.J. Dillon is um, someone that we can just get moving downhill. Let's get a lead. Let's... um. Let's see if we can can get A.J. Dillon uh, more of that uh, uh, 12 to 15 carries this week as well. I think mm-hmm. he can get in the end zone. I think he can just move that pile and um, and really give us some better down-and-distance situations um, when we're running the ball early um, and when we're running the ball late. So uh, I like A.J. Dillon uh, to be a X factor and to just really be that engine that keeps this Packer offense running consistently for a full four-quarter game for the first time this year. So um, if he's able to do that, I like our chances of being able to deliver um, uh, on that um, premise as well. So I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon as my offensive X factor. Strong choice, Wags. Um, On my end, um, there's a reason in our fantasy football league, Wags, that I I have tried to get uh, Romeo Dobbs from Cole I'm playing you this week, and I think Dobbs is going to have a big week um, this week. I think Romeo Dobbs is having two touchdowns for the Packers. I'm just going to throw it out there. So I think Romeo Dobbs is going to be my Leap Spirits Vodka X Factor of Week 6. Um, he's going to put it together. He's going to uh, hang on to these balls. He's going to make the plays that they need. He's going to be the downfield threat for the Packers. He's going to be good with the ball in his hands. I think he's having a big week. Romeo Dobbs is my Leap Spirits X Factor of Week 2. Or, Excuse me, of week six. I can't believe we're talking about fantasy football team. Dean, unlike the Packers, I, I'm my, with my fantasy team, I'm so focused just on my team that we're having <laughs> success out there. So I didn't even know I was playing you. That's how little I care. That's how little I care because my team is taking care of business. So we'll see if that can continue this week. All right, Dane. Uh, well, let's get some score predictions. Uh, mm-hmm. Folks that are still with us, if you got some scores predictions, 
throw them right in that chat. Um, Dane, I'll lead it off this week. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I've been very bullish in my score predictions, and it hasn't really worked out so well for me, um, to be honest. But I, 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 I really like the Packers. I, I think this week uh, we're going to take care of business. I've got 27-17. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, it's – it's um you know I you'd like to see a more dominating performance. I think this is a, a just team that's probably a little bit better than they've been in the past. Still not a great team. So it's a team that we should take care of business against. And I'm just hoping, Dane, that um, it is a, a a solid performance from start to finish. Uh, and even it, we don't need a blowout. I, what I need is just a good performance from both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. Um, let's take care of business. Maybe the Jets score late, but I, I would really like to just see uh, a real solid win. Let's cover the point spread. Let's get a nice home victory and start feeling a little bit better about what this team can look like moving forward. Legs freaking me out. I laughed at your prediction because it's exactly what I had. 27-17 is exactly my prediction for the reasons that you said. I think the Packers win this game, but it's not a blowout uh, game. I think that they kind of, you know, it's kind of a close game. It's kind of an ugly game, but a little bit prettier than it was last week. Um, but overall, I think the offense clicks pretty well. The defense smothers the young quarterback for New York Jets and the Packers win. I have the exact same prediction, so let it be so. 27-17 Packers. Yeah, I mean, if last week we were up 20 to 10 and a half, we would have won 27-17 and kind of just never really had it in doubt. Um, I don't think anybody would have been too, you know, too upset about it. Like maybe it's, maybe you'd say, well, there's some things we need to get better. But um, that was the biggest criticism I had after last game is what is our calling card? What are we actually building towards? And that's what I'm looking for this week. Let's, Give a good performance and and give us something that we can say, okay, we're actually building that identity. We're actually building something on both sides of the football. Totally, totally. So, folks, if you if you like listening, you're um, you know, please like us on social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Thank you so much for subscribing. As always, you can find us on you know wherever you get your podcasts, right? Apple, Spotify, uh, we're on YouTube, we're everywhere. So, so Wags, any other closing thoughts of wisdom other than Packers play at noon Central Time Sunday at Lambeau Field? Uh, that's it. Thanks so much for joining. As always, be legendary and go pack go. Go pack go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.